1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel, the post up on Five R, hosted by Royal Shepherd with the rest of the crew, is going on as we speak. You can catch them for a different perspective as soon as you finish listening to this, of course. Also, fivereasonsports.com, spell it out, f-i-v-e. That's where you find Brady Hawk stories and the rest of the stories. In our network, not just on the heat, but on the other teams in town, the Panthers go down three, one in their series today. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. That includes our friends at Miami grill. You'd be feeling a little bit better right now. If you had some of that, because the only thing better than cheering on your Miami heat is doing it with your favorite wings. Miami Grill's got you covered. Bring home a platter of your faves to share for the next game. Game two coming up on Monday, just how you like them. Crispy grilled, naked or boneless and sauce to perfection. One of three new sauces that's mango habanero, Honey, garlic, and Nashville hot. If you can't decide, get them all delivered with a catering order. There's more than just wings, too. Order for the whole fam with cheesesteaks, gyros, burgers, and more. And don't forget for a limited time, you can also get your Miami Grill collect- collectible cup featuring artwork by four different Winwood Mural Fest artists. Collect all four, buy yours for $2.99, or upgrade your meal deal to a larger size for $2.99, and get more fries. And the cup. Order online or in person. Pick up, drive through, dine in, and delivery available at all locations. I got a couple right here in Fort Lauderdale. Visit mymiamigrill.com for more details. Miami Grill, if you're craving it, they're making it. And now, today's episode.
0: One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick. With Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the floor. Here's the floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. I got Alex Toledo. Alex, you can find him at Tropical Blanket. Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander. Alex is popping in and out on the calls along with Brady right now. After the Miami Heat lose 109 to 107 to the Milwaukee Bucks in Game One of their first round series. Game goes to overtime. Jimmy Butler, who had a horrible night from the field, does make a driving layup at the buzzer to send the game to overtime. Miami has chances in the overtime, but can't finish some sloppy play down the stretch of the game. The overall numbers that we'll talk about here, Goran Dragic leads the Heat with 25. He was basically bubble Goran, 10 of 17 from the field, 5 of 10 from three. Duncan Robinson, seven of 13, all from three for 24 points. So 49 points from Robinson and from Dragic, but the two stars, Jimmy Butler did make the last shot of of regulation four of 22 from the field, including two of nine from three season high, nine three point attempts and six turnovers obscuring what was otherwise you know, numerically a good game, 17, 10, and eight. And Bam Adebayo, four of 15 from the floor, one free throw attempt. He did finish with nine points, 12 rebounds, five assists, and three steals. On the other side, Giannis with 26, 18, and five. Chris Middleton with what ended up being the game winner, 27, six, and six. Is it this simple, Greg? If Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo played better, the Heat win.
2: I mean, that is the most simple way to go about this, but I I have to be really honest, like walking away from this game, although it's one that that definitely a Heat fan or myself would say, gosh, that was so close. They should have got that one. Like Middleton made a contested shot. He made a a tough shot and they won. And, And sometimes that's how games go. Bam and Jimmy didn't shoot well. Uh, I mean, a combined, I think they're shooting like 22% from the field. I don't think that's going to continue. Um, so, like, ultimately, I was expecting Milwaukee to kind of come out and blitz Miami and try to get to that high-scoring stuff, and it was not that type of game. So I actually am leaving this feeling pretty confident um, in terms of that this team is not outclassed by Milwaukee in any uh, sense at all because Jimmy and Bam are going to get better.
1: I think these teams are even Alex. Honestly, I, I really think they're even, I, I, I think that there are certain things that we knew that Milwaukee does better, which is they're going to dominate the paint. They're going to make it hard in the paint on defense, and they're going to be really good in the paint on offense. We saw that. Uh, we, there are other things that Miami does better, but but let's break down the two guys who struggled today because to me, one of the two is more concerning. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to see this from Jimmy again. I, I didn't like some of the decision-making. I don't like the early clock threes at all. I, I, all it almost like he was tired and just trying to kind of burn the possessions. But with that being said, some of the decision-making, not calling the timeouts, which was weird at the end of the game. I don't know what they were saving those for. I don't know what Jimmy was saving those for. But to me, the bigger issue is Bam. I mean, they can't win this series if, if Brook Lopez or whoever's guarding him is going to drop off five or six feet. And he's going to pump fake, pump fake, pump fake or not look at the basket. I mean, I, I mean, there was one possession that I got texts from three different people who follow this team closely, who are not reporters. Like, what the hell is he doing? Like, I, I I mean, we've had this conversation a million times, but I mean, it's game one of the playoffs, Alex.
0: It's got to happen now. I agree. It was disappointing to see this happen again. And uh, I don't know if you listen to the show that me and Leif did with Brady. Uh, it was heat offense versus Bucks defense. And so at some point in that show, I projected that at some point in the series, whether early on or not, and I had a feeling it would be early on, that we would be frustrated with Bam and that this was going to be the conversation again. Because we know that they're going to drop so deep far, deep and far back that Bam knows and the shooters know that that shot is going to be there. And so the balance shifts and there's not, it's not really a balance anymore. It's just like Bam never really develops the rhythm that he's supposed to. He's, he's just kind of looking for the shooters all day, which he's really good at. And it's good that, you know, you got the shooters going. You feel good that, you know, the, they kind of kept you in the game offensively other than Jimmy's free throws and playmaking and, and whatever. But to me, it's just like, there's no excuse for what he did offensively. E- even if he wasn't able to get in rhythm, like I think they should they should adjust for that going forward. But even despite that, like the hesitancy, I thought we, you know, we got him past that a little bit, you know, like all that space, Really, though, he didn't get the free throw attempts, like you said there. And it's like Jimmy got to the line, what was it, 10 times? But you know what I will say? if And I know we don't do a single game uh, plus minus as like something that's really indicative, but I think Jimmy was minus nine or something like that. And Bam was plus five, which it yeah, was, I noticed I that. I
1: noticed that striking. at halftime and I, I decided not to pay attention to plus minus the rest of the game. I, I, you know, he you, needs you,
0: to take the jumper when it's there. Cause they're giving him the jumper instead <laughs> of him taking like a step or two in he's to take a tested it. floater just, over a bigger, longer dude. Like, I, I just don't understand. He's making
1: it. things harder on himself. Then there but was the, also,
0: other, also did it like make things easier for Bam. Like that's why like it, it's so indicative of this season. It's like, not only is it Bam's fault for the hesitancy, like the, he needs to take the shots that are there for him instead of forcing tougher ones and, and just kind of overthinking. But Spo like there, that's got to be adjusted, man. Like, well, it's gotta, it's like, got it's got to be adjusted, Alex. But has guarding space, like, I, I'm 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 passing. I'm, I'm not defending Bam. I'm just I, saying, I'm, like, no. you gotta help
1: him out a little bit, man. I, they, he's helped him out. Look, I I <laughs> there are things that Eric
0: did What's, in okay, this game. What are, I don't mean I don't to bring it forth to you, but what if I pose this question to you? What is Bam's best thing on offense other than uh, on playmaking? When it comes to scoring, is it not like him rolling to the rim and, and his general lob threat? I just But, think but, there's, also, but there's also, Alex, there's also the That's opportunity. That's how you go at Brook Lopez. It's okay. not the jumper.
1: Okay, there's also the opportunity. He had a hook shot early in the third quarter where he went quick, and that is there for him sometimes. And oh, Absolutely. Look, He is using this is a text I got literally from someone who works for the heat. Okay, I got a text. Bam needs to stop trying to get Duncan open as well as Duncan was playing and use Duncan to get himself open. Okay. That's from in, coming from inside the house, Alex.
0: Text is Spo, not to not to Ethan Skolnik. They need to text that to Spo in, in the middle of the game. I I, I just it... You know I'm not a I'm I am not ai I don't hate on Spo ever. I, I I'm just a little bit frustrated with you know some of the way they used him. Like make Burke Lopez guard in space. But whatever, Bam needed to take even those jumpers out with there. Even happens,
1: Alex, uh, okay. No, jumpers. I, don't, no, but, I don't disagree there. We're, we're going to let Greg back in here at some point. But Alex, let me ask you this question, okay? It's playoff time, my bad. Do you think, do you think that if they do that, that Bam will be aggressive even with that? Because I have my doubts. That's downs. how he gets it to his rhythm. I, Jimmy or, Butler that's how literally had, find to out. S- Jimmy that's Butler how- had to scream at him to take a shot. Okay, and I'm, again, yeah. I'm not well, saying Instead Jimmy of that, how about breathing. he scream for him? I just
0: somebody needs to screen for him. No, but okay.
2: like tr- truthfully, like there and and I'm not I was
0: too. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, like,
2: I was absolutely defending Bam Bio early on in the game, but as the game went on, there were absolutely moments where you can't deny that he was just being. Um, not as aggressive, not looking at the basket. And, and like you said, the shots are there. All that is is there. That What jumped out to me is the way that Jimmy was so pointed in his mm-hmm. frustration towards Bam in this particular game. Uh, you know, Bam, I mean, Jimmy had his own struggles and stuff like that. So I feel like it was a, absolutely a game where Bam should have been picking up the slack in that kind of way. And so it's just um, the thing with, and I just to provide a little perspective as we pivot from this topic is that Bam tends to, after a game like today, come back and play much better the next game against the Lakers, against the Celtics, yeah, even Milwaukee.
1: Greg, Greg I, but here's my thing. We've had the same conversation all season. They had a week. Everybody knew this was going to be a storyline. And I just, I'll ask both of you this, and then I do want to move on from it because there were other things to get to in this game, okay? We got a whole 48 hours to dissect this. But can you name the game this season that Jimmy didn't play well and Bam picked them up? Give me the game. Okay. No, that speaks for it. Let's get to the next topic here. All right, let, let, let's get to some of the stuff down the stretch. Okay. Um, they ended up tying the game. I have no idea how, because I, I, I mean, I, to me, they fumbled away the last two minutes of the game. I, I don't understand some of the decision-making and some of it was Jimmy not calling the timeout there. When he got tied up, they had two timeouts left. It looked like Eric was frustrated. And then on the other end, Again, they escaped it, okay, in large part because Giannis can't make a damn free throw, which I said before the series was going to be an issue here. And, of course, Jimmy missed one at the end, too. Okay, usually he doesn't or it hasn't recently. But then also – like the not fouling Giannis until like they let Nine like seconds, seven yeah. seconds run off the court before Jimmy fouled him. Like what? what's going on? I don't understand. It's not heat-like to me. Yeah.
2: No, there was a little bit of scattered play there that I feel like um, got everybody out of their element and, and there were some missed opportunities and timing was off and like, you know, you're supposed to know, you know, score and time and all that stuff. And it just didn't feel that way. But um, I, I guess I'll just say that when you look at this game, Milwaukee made enough mistakes to me, to where I feel like they're going to be able to make the right adjustments and hang with this team. I did not walk away from this game saying like, even despite the way Bam played, I did not walk away saying like, Oh no, like this is going to be a long series for Miami. Like Miami is here in the middle of this series. And, um, I, I just don't see that much separation between these two teams. And I think Jimmy and Bam get closer to their regular selves and the inefficient uh shooting from the Milwaukee players, I mean, they're gonna get that kind of usage from those guys. And if they're if they're not efficient all series, I still think Miami is a good shot here.
1: I don't think Miami's outclassed, Alex. Like I, I don't I don't I think I think they're I think these teams are even, to be honest. I think Milwaukee Anning Drew has made these teams even. I don't think it's made Milwaukee significantly better. I just We've seen issues with the Heat's late game execution all year. That was not as much an issue last season. Cooper Moorhead has documented this at Heat.com that their clutch play is not where it was last year. And a lot of it seems to be mental,
0: right? I mean, it just seems to be mistakes down the stretch. See, the thing that Cooper has also done a good job documenting regarding the clutch stuff is that they were also this bad. In the regular season last year now where it changed was the playoffs they ranked like first or second or something like that in, in crunch time and uh both this regular season and last regular season they were in the bottom three so that i don't know what that means uh today like there was so many like i i cannot begin to go through all the, the stuff that bothered me and again i'm just you know kind of nitpicking at stuff as somebody who doesn't have to go through the ebbs and flows of a game. I understand like there's stuff that's hard to quantify as, as, as stuff is going fast. But one of the things for that from the whole, from the start to finish of the game, especially just not being adjusted in crunch time was Middleton. He's the only guy mm-hmm. from Milwaukee that ever kills you consistently, mm-hmm. you know, since like 2015 when he hit that game winner, like that's exactly what I thought of when he hit this shot. And, and I, I thought mean, Duncan like,
2: still did a good job on him. Mm-hmm.
0: Duncan did a good job. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not even going to say that Duncan did a bad job on him there. I just think like, why isn't Jimmy Butler guarding him? You know, and I understand wanting Jimmy to be a help defender all, all game. Like I know I why Jimmy Butler's
1: not guarding. You 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 want me to answer the question because Jimmy asked for Giannis. Yeah,
2: he said that's the guy I'm guarding. But he, listen, he, Middleton was he, ten. That's 20. how you
1: give up rebounds,
2: Like I just and Ariza got twelve rebounds, so that's why he stayed on the court. Because I kind of thought Tyler should have been in the game late instead of a guy like Ariza, because another uh, shooter that that kind of started to feel like you were he was getting going uh you know towards the end they there.
0: couldn't afford to do it on defense.
1: We're going to talk about the guards and the late game stuff, but, but I, got, I got two things here that we'll touch on before the break. One is Jimmy wanted Giannis, okay? I mean, that I'm just telling you, I know that for a fact. He wanted to guard Giannis. Is, when you see what happened to Jimmy on the other end, right, where he's settling for threes, he shoots four of 22, is, is that a bad idea to have him guarding Giannis? In other words, is that taking too much out of him to be guarding Giannis? Especially early in the game. About the
0: rest of the defense. And besides the fact that you can get in foul trouble guarding Giannis because, you know, he just got – I felt like he got all the calls he wanted tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's me being objective. But really, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, like, if he is guarding Giannis, what does it do to the rest of your defense? Yeah. Like, it, you it, it's just, everything – it just seems off to me. Like, I, I like that he wants to take on that challenge. And physically, like, he can confront him and do a good job on him. I, I don't doubt that. It's just like, Why? why don't you guard the guy who is literally lighting you up? Like he is what a what Middleton to finish like 10 of 19,
1: 10 yeah. of 22. He
2: wasn't efficient.
0: I mean,
1: efficient enough, efficient,
2: efficient enough. Compared compared you're you're right. Team. And here's the one thing I'll, and we'll end here, I guess on this particular topic, if Jimmy is going to take on the Giannis assignment, that is going to drain him of energy on the offensive end. So I don't right. know how that will manifest itself. I don't think it's going to be this kind of shooting every single game, but it's going to take its toll. That is the moment, Ethan, back to your original point, you asked the, the question, if Bam is not getting the Giannis assignment in this series, mm-hmm. buddy, you got to go crazy. Well, like That's just it how it time. is. Like That's it. You got the max contract. Like I hate to be the guy to say it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. You guys know I'm no ceiling, but if if Jimmy has the Giannis assignment, this has to be a Bam offensive series, mm-hmm.
1: and I don't think he views it that way. And I, we'll we'll talk about that. More after the break. I want to get into the guard play, which for a couple of guys was excellent, for one was okay, and for one I thought was pretty awful. So we'll touch on that uh, here in a second. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about a great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. They sponsor a lot of the stuff on our YouTube channel. That's Biscayne Bay Brewing, the only independent brewery. In South Florida, they're building a tap house right there in Miami, walking distance from the arena. God, I wish that thing was open now, but we're looking at about a month away. They're the official beer of the Miami Marlins and Five Reason Sports. They got the Pastime Pilsner, the Tropical Bay IPA, the Marlins Lager, and the Miami Pale Ale. Make sure you ask for it by name. They've got it now at many of the convenience stores, the grocery stores, and also the restaurants of South Florida. Biscayne Bay Brewing has been one of our uh, elite sponsors here for a while. We appreciate you supporting them and supporting us. So check it out again, independent Miami base. That's what you want to be supporting. Not somebody that's coming in here from out of town. Biscayne Bay brewing. All right, let's get to the guards guys. And then I do want to get to some of the decision-making down the stretch because Spolstra unveiled some lineups that even if it was only for a defensive possession or two that we hadn't really seen a lot of Uh, here again, I mentioned the guards. Dragic had 25 on 10 of 17 shooting Duncan 24, 7 of 13, all from three None was four of 10. Uh, Greg, we missed on our prize picks there because he never got back in the game. He ended ended up with with 15 total fantasy points. He needed 17. So we missed on that. He only played 23 minutes, which is a light. Really surprising. Yeah. And Tyler Hero uh, played 19 minutes, two of 10 from the floor, two of five from three. One sort of weird stat in this game that you're going to hear is that The Heat were 20 of 50 from three, which is 40%, which is going to win you games 90% of the time. Yeah. They were 16 of 49 from two. Disgusting. That's 31, 32% from two. Okay? I mean, that's that's hard to do against – I mean, no matter how good a team is defensively – and I'll also say this, guys. I know this was talked about a little in the pods – Brooke Lopez doesn't get enough love. He's a very good interior defender. Um, and so, I mean, you're really talking about four elite defenders in their starting lineup. But let's get into the guards here. We, we talked all year. Are you going to get bubble Goron? Are you going to get bubble Goron? He was the best player on the team today, I thought. <laughs> I mean, I know Duncan was tremendous, had that great uh, late three where he's sort of off one leg, moving the wrong direction in a pressure situation. But Goron kept them in this game he, 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 he sort of set the pace for them. He was five of 10 from three. He was getting to his spots. I also that this is one of the best defensive games I've seen Goran Dragic play in a long time. He was attacking off the ball. He was quick with his hands. He wasn't getting bullied. Like I I do feel Greg, when you talk about optimism for this team, that's the, I mean, I thought Duncan will have games and he's going to have games, maybe not like today, but like, if you get that Goran, you know, with the the rest that they're going to have, you know, they don't have back-to-backs in the playoffs. Like they can make a run.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I guess this is the the overarching theme of this game, and um, it's 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 fairly obvious, but I think it's just need, it needs to be acknowledged. If Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo just play to their averages, not great games, just averages scoring, uh, and Goran plays like this, the Heat are going to be fine. If they shoot anywhere in the neighborhood of forty percent, they can even take a two couple percentage points down from that. They're going to be okay in this series. Milwaukee looked vulnerable from the free throw line. They looked not confident at the free throw line. As a team, even their good free throw shooters like Brooke Lopez, I think he missed one late that that uh, I think that that kind of stuff can get contagious a little bit. Uh, 17 turnovers. I just feel like that they're beatable. So, like, as much as we hate the way that this ended, they're beatable.
1: Alex, I go through agree. the guys. Um, Goron, Duncan, Nunn and hero quickly which what did you like and what didn't you like
0: well look goron to me obviously was a standout he was your most consistent offensive player the whole game as far as you know just putting numbers on the board right and keeping them there other than duncan i think them them two were the ones really them keep keep keeping them in and that has a lot to do with everything that we talked about uh you know heading into the series is just how far back their bigs drop back on the screen and every single time they're getting those looks that they want like Duncan gets comfy early on from that, and we know he has games where uh, he's just not as good as you want him to be, but that's going to be there for him every time, and then the same can be said about Goron, except instead of as a movement shooter, on ball and off the dribble, and that's where you want Goron to really succeed is on the dribble. You want him to be, you know, that extra shot creator, that extra scorer, playmaker for you, and that's what he is when Brook Lopez or Bobby Portis is on the floor, because he knows that. You know, you set him up with a screen there and if they don't play up like that shot is going to be there and he has the confidence to take it and to know when to take it. And there was a couple of times there where he hesitated and I thought he did not do a good job of uh, trying to hit Bam on the roll like it was just amazing to me. I understand the Bucks interior defense is awesome and that is their whole game plan, by the way. And I think we got to talk about that as like a, a narrative for the series is keeping the heat ineffective from the paint and just kind of being like, well, if you're going to just shoot us to death, go ahead and do that because to me, it was just like – I was kind of surprised. They were more aggressive guarding Duncan last year in the playoffs than I saw in this one game. And given – it's only one game, you know, Bud might adjust, but that's not really what he's known for. <laughs> None was fine. Tyler was bad for most of the game, other than that one stretch he had. I want to say, you know, in the fourth quarter, in the beginning of the fourth or, or late third. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But to me, like – these guys are going to have the opportunities to redeem themselves those shots are going to be there to me it's going to be about striking a balance between finding some sort of rim pressure and the shooting because bam was just you know like if your only rim pressure is jimmy it's just not enough and i really do think it's the bucks game plan to keep the heat out of the paint and they're just kind of betting that you know as long as we keep jimmy and bam ineffective these guys uh, are not going to kill us because look how much how many points did the bucks get in the paint I mean, they they outscored them by thirty
1: in the paint, didn't they? I mean, I thought.
0: I mean, it's. That's, I mean, that's the that's the game right there. That's right, the game.
1: Well, well, it is. I mean, you go twenty or fifty from three, you should win. I mean, that's it's really the way that this goes. Um, I, Greg, I want to get to your point here in a second. I mentioned prizepicks.com. A lot of people signed up today based on our advice. I apologize for that, but use the code five F I V E and you'll get that matching uh, bonus. You can Everybody do that gonna be mad at you it's the way to play daily fantasy. Uh, just the Kendrick nun, you know, sometimes when the number's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Um, but let's get into the closing lineup uh, here and kind of what happened, because we know that no matter how he's playing, Bam's going to be on the court. We know, obviously Jimmy's going to be on the court. Uh, the other three were primarily Dragic who I don't, I think Goran's going to be a closing pretty much every game. Yeah. Right. I mean, so that's automatic now. Which, which means that you're talking about two other spots. I'll just ask you this. Who, who played better in your view today? Because the Jay Crowder thing is going to get some buzz now. Who played better in your view today, Ariza or Iguodala, Greg? Oh, Trevor Ariza. Um, I think that the rebounding, the defense, uh, the
2: timely three-point shot, I think that like sometimes that kind of stuff needs to be taken into account because we sure have done that with Iguodala along these last you know, year and a half. So I, I would definitely say Ariza, Uh, you know, he played 38 minutes. So he's he's getting the lion's share of that time. So he essentially is Heat fans. He is Jay Crowder in this series. Like that's a hundred percent his role. Um, and so you know, when you look Except at what not Jay to Crowder honest
1: as much. That's the thing. That's that's true. So like you but should he did think. Get him though. He he did, he did, but not as much as Jay did. Right. Okay. I mean I,
2: I, I just thought late in the game that um when the Heat needed a bucket, that just to have a little, a few more options on the court in terms of a three um, would have been an interesting play. I mean, they still, it all worked out where it was a defensive possession. So I'm kind of splitting hairs there. And it's just because Hero looked like he got his legs under his shot late in the yeah. second half. And I, I hope that that carries over to the next game. So yeah, that, that's I- where.
1: I still don't, I I, I still don't trust. I, I don't know. I'm just not at the stage with him where I trust him to carry over. I no, and
2: good point. I mean, even Kendrick got buried today. So you see now yeah. Spo like Ethan, you've highlighted this, that yeah, they go nine. Well, it could turn into eight. Well, it could also shrink to six real quick.
1: <laughs> you know, one of the things I've always noticed about Spolster through the years that uh, sometimes has worked, but sometimes has not. Remember this team was excellent in overtime last year, particularly you know the first sort of three, four months of the season, they were like eight and one at one point. But he has this thing, Alex, where the guys he plays for the final six minutes of the game, he just rolls those five in overtime. He doesn't sub. He will just roll them, and I, I, I have felt consistently that that backfires. Um, <laughs> that it's just I don't know. Other guys get out of the mix and they get buried completely, like you mentioned. You know, Kendrick, Tyler were the two guys, I guess, tonight. Um, he basically rolled six, right, with a little bit of Iguodala mixed in. That was it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And you're right. He's he's always tended to do that. And I know you know that better than any, any of us here. But, like, I low-key would have done the same thing if I was in the same position. Like, that's the five that I'm comfortable with right now, especially with the way Gohan was looking in this game. And I just think he's going to be able to replicate, you know, not necessarily uh, scoring in the 20s every night, but just being able to be effective as a drop killer. Cause I really do believe like that's his role. They need somebody to be that pull up threat. You know, Kendrick does that a little bit too, but Goron is more of a playmaker. And I just think he, you know, when it comes down to it, that's who you want in crunch time. He's a fighter. He, he does not back down and he was even making plays on defense getting stops on defense. You know, I, I could not be prouder of Goron. Like given the well, context, everything we know that's <laughs> happened with him in the past year since the bubble, the short turnaround, all the injuries, I, I'm proud of him. But really, like, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think there's a huge difference between the Bucks and the Heat in the beginning of this game and as the game went on. I felt more and more confident about my pick, <laughs> about picking the Heat to win this series. It's just like how, you know, they're better than last year, but how much better, right? Mm-hmm. Like they went from, you know, what, we, what are we talking about? A team that almost got swept, really, to now being a team that can really give this team – Uh, a a real competition and i think this this could easily go six or seven games now if if i had to guess and to me it's just like any other game like do you guys think that this is going to be a recurring problem is jimmy and bam not being able to give you enough of scores because that's kind of what the bucks are
1: not not, like i'm not
0: saying it's going to be this bad but is this going to be the recurring problem I, i I don't know if Bam's going to be the recurring
1: problem. I don't think Jimmy's going to be the recurring problem. I, I, I think that Jimmy Jimmy got to his spots in the first half and just they weren't going down. I mean, I, but with Bam, it's, it's mindset. With Jimmy, it's not mindset. I feel like Jimmy will continue to get to those spots and some of those will go down. I didn't like some of the early clock threes. I, I just don't like them for him. Like I didn't like them for Dwayne, okay? But I, I do think that he, he got to his spots. He'll dig in on it. I, I believe he'll get to the line more early, and I believe he'll be better, okay? With Bam, I don't know. I will say this, Alex, to your point, okay? And I do know we want to wrap here soon, but like to, to your point, one of the reasons we felt that the Bucks closed the gap on the Heat was because Goran Dragic was no longer the Goran Dragic he was last year. And today he was exactly the Goran Dragic he was last year. And if the Heat get even, I don't know. A great matchup for him. It, it, right and if they get like i don't know i'm mean, not going to get it every game but if they get it in say four of the six games in this series they probably can win this series It'll because be I, I as as good as drew is okay he doesn't really impact the game offensively that I mean, he doesn't change
0: what you do offensively that he's good he's good but they need what he brings though they need it remember we talked about absolutely the action shot creator
1: it's like Oladipo okay and to a certain degree what it was supposed to be for the heat he he does add that but i'm just saying he's he's not drew holiday is not someone that you just like okay that when the bucks don't have anything else going just let him cook okay i i I don't i don't think the heat view him that way that's the
0: matchup you give up
1: Right. And, and I, I also and just like I think to a certain degree, you give up Brooke. But but I, I Chris Middleton is the guy that the Heat need to have an answer for, because at times over the past, as you guys have mentioned, five, six years, they've not really had an answer for him. And he goes under the radar a lot. And he's really, really good. <laughs> he's a, you know, he hasn't been as efficient against Miami, but he's an efficient player typically get the smaller guy on him it's food like it's yeah. that simple yeah he, he knows how to play I mean it's just really that simple and, and he's known how to play against the heat for a long time but you also you look at you look at the Bucks bench not a lot today Portis was okay um you know Brent Forbes didn't hurt them I I just I I do think that they can win this series to me it's bam it had it's he's he's
0: got to be better yes Alex let's close it out It's perfect that you mentioned that because that's what my question is about. And this is, I'm saying this out of curiosity, not even trying to like defend Bam here at all. But I'm just, I'm going to ask you guys did at any point during this game, did you see them run any type of action where a guard or a Duncan is running a screen while Bam has the ball at the free throw line or below? Because to me, that's.
2: I can't recall an action, but unfortunately, like because we have all of these other signposts of plays where he could have been aggressive and taken a short jumper and we know he can make that shot and we need him to to show that kind of level of aggression and he didn't take that it kind of it was like if he was making the most of those possessions well then let's run plays for him but if he's not even going to make the most and look at the basket like Mm -hmm. let's go elsewhere he's
0: the second best player so i just believe like when yeah he, i just in, and he doesn't in, in the middle a of, of a playoff game
1: the big picture shit goes out the window spolster is trying to win that game right and 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 my thing is on this I, i'm with you spolster will feed a guy who is showing him that he's playing with that level of aggression and if he if he if if bam is taking that jumper if he's taking guys off the dribble and he has an opportunity he will get him more opportunities alex we got we got four they only run plays him for him, him as a facilitator like, like let's what just, are we
0: doing I'm, he's your second I'm so, max guy. i'm sorry
1: I'm sorry, pump fake, pump fake, pump
0: fake with Brook Lopez five I'm not feet defending behind Bam. him. I okay, promise I, you I'm not defending Bam. I'm I, just saying, like, it for what okay think about any other team their second best player is getting plays run for them and i'm not I, saying run the offense through bam i'm just saying don't only use him as a passer yeah. uh, okay. like i don't but, think that's but, but he has he options I mean,
1: this is like saying that like lamar jackson has a run pass option no, and he you're, not, you're not telling him to pass i mean he's making the choice to run
0: like i i i just with the I, gameplay that they played on offense he played poorly i'm just saying like <laughs> sometimes they need to help him out a little bit. He played, he did play poorly. It just, for no other guy, Jamal Murray or any other second guy that you can come up with, you know, they're getting those plays, man. 48 hours to go. Bye, Alex. I'm tired of this, man.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.